This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, along with John Brazier. John Brazier. And look who's decided, and well, Rob Brooks, of course, pushing all the buttons back there. But Rob, look who decided to stroll into uh, the office uh, today. John Brazier. (laughs) What? What? I thought you were about to announce a guest, and we haven't had the guest yet. No. Okay. So it's me. I thought you were going to say Dave Spadaro, but Dave Spadaro's not even here yet. Every time I called John, uh, last couple weeks, it's like, hey, John, and then like, where are you? He's like, ah, I'm on the golf course. Ah. I'm on the golf course. And uh, so. With Rob Brooks. (laughs) With Rob Brooks. Hey, who am I talking to? Rob Brooks. You're right there along with him. September is a lot of charity golf outings. A lot of charity golf outings. I know. This is all for charity. It's your job, right? Yes. And uh, my game is not getting any better. Actually, it is getting a little better, I got to say. Um, but, but what do you mean it's your job to go to all these golf tournaments? What's that my mean? job? I'm just on a lot of boards. So I was, used uh. to be on the Cladifun board, and that was just the other day. And we have the Darren Dalton Foundation uh, Charity Golf Tournament coming up on Columbus Day, October 14th. That's actually a great one. You know, and yes. there's foursomes already uh, that are still available, Tom. And that's uh, where yeah. a lot, tons of the Phillies, former Phillies, I mean, tons. There's uh, yep. every, almost everybody from the 93 team. I mean, you've got tons of guys that are involved, Danny Jackson, and you've got Milt Thompson, and you've got... Um, I think LA is going to do it. tons of guys, but again, that's at Huntington Valley. Huntington so Valley, yeah. People switched. do want it, and it's a great cause. Darren Dalton Foundation, uh, which which gives uh, small grants to brain cancer, glioblastoma, uh, either brain cancer or brain tumor. But you know, a lot of the folks have glioblastoma, of which Darren Dalton, Tug McGraw, and John Vukovic all passed from. So it's a great charity that helps out families with their with their medical bills. So uh, for those out there that are looking to um, you know, want to be part of it, uh, again, go on, uh, I think it's uh, DarrenDaltonFoundation.org, and you can find out about the golf tournament on Columbus Day. It's October 14th. October 14th. And still availability. So, uh, still availability. But it's, it's available. one of the, you know, if you're a Phillies fan, this is yep. the best way to kind of rub shoulders with a lot of the former Phils. Yeah, it, it rubs shoulders, and just, a, it's a great day. I know I'm golfing in it, John, um, and and it's just the the you know all the stories come back you know oh, yeah. the, the the Darren stories the '93 stories um, it's it's a great day. Yep. Awesome. Uh, and speaking of charity, Tom, you yes. were, uh, the Phillies had a big event last Saturday. It's really has become I think my favorite day of the year, John. I'm really serious. Uh, it's it's one of the greatest things we're doing now, and it's uh, Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month is September, and the Phillies have gotten really involved uh, with Nemours and kind of shedding a light on uh, pediatric cancer and. Um, you know, it's just so cool because we bring a lot of the patients uh, from the Moors down uh, here that day, and a lot of the staff, the doctors, the nurses, um, and, and, and we give them jobs as far yeah, as the guest yeah. ground crew. Yes, and the announcing, you know, taking Dan Baker's job for a little bit. Yes, right. And you know, it's uh, it's just such a it's such a great day. They get to, you know, 
you know, change the bases. They get to dance with the fanatic. They have a, you know, a couple suites we give them where they just throw a big party for these kids. Did the lineup of courage? Yeah, it's really, uh, we just lost one. I mean, can you believe, John, we just had this last week and one of the kids passed uh, mm. just yesterday. So, uh, but that little girl got a chance to dance with the fanatic on the dugout. And, uh, you know, her mom was thrilled. Her mom was up there uh, on the dugout with the fanatic. And uh, it's just really great that we're in a position to be able to do yep. that, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's really awesome. Awesome. So a, a good uh, month here at the ballpark for sure, John. Yeah, and also I just want to let you know, too, I went to a surprise birthday party uh, for Tom LeMayne, the great Tom LeMayne. great Tom LeMayne. Who is, is, if you don't know, for those that don't know Tom LeMayne, he was a, what wasn't he? He was one of the beginning guys on WIP. He was a sports yes. radio. He was sports TV. He was a TV broadcaster. He was a weathercaster. Oh, yeah. He was a news anchor. Yeah. He was a uh, Navy pilot. Yes. I mean, he, it's one of these guys that just, he was a Renaissance man. Uh, and a know. huge Phillies fan, John. I mean, a huge Phillies fan. I, I remember the last year of the vet, uh, Tom LeMayne was one of the guys that we brought out to change the countdown uh, clock on the outfield wall. Uh, I, I remember, you know, it's so funny because the Fanatic would bring all these guests out. Every, every game, it was somebody different. It was a great ball player, somebody in the media, or uh, a big celebrity. And Tom LeMayne, you know, we bring him out onto the field to take down the number. You know, we're counting down yep. the, the, the days to go at the vet. And when he came out, it was raining. And at the time, he was on he was the a, air. And he we was were, a weatherman. And we were utilizing Tom, <laughs> yeah. you know, his advice. Dave yes. Montgomery would call Dave, would call Tom, Tom LeMayne and say, sure. what's the deal? You know, what's the weather looking like tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just thought always that thought that was funny that it was raining. Instead of getting a big cheer, he actually got booed. But it was, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was great because it was up in Morton's in Atlantic City, uh, right? And oh, I think, his party. Yeah, it was his party, and it was yeah, yeah. it was great in the sense that it brought me back memory lane, uh, brought me down memory lane. Because there was all these old radio people that I used to deal with, a lot of the former broadcasters. So it was Ed Hurst, and it was Dean Tyler, and it was Tom Moran. Remember Tom Moran? Yeah, these are old right. Time Mike Bo. Mike Bo was yeah. there, yeah. and then on the TV side, Dick Sharon was there, and Pat Shiraki, and uh, Bob Kelly is still on the air, uh, and Pat is as well. Uh, so it was a, it was kind of a, a really fun uh, tribute again, someone who's been a great friend of the Phillies organization. He sure has. Love seeing Tom uh, at the uh, ballpark. If you're tuned in. Happy birthday, Tom. That's right. And uh, we have a great guest coming up there, Tom. Yeah, how about it? Dave Spadaro. It's Eagles uh, season. It's still Philly season, but we thought hey, it'd be kind of fun to bring in Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. So uh, I think he just got here. So uh, let's go get Dave, and we'll be right back. And we are back, Phillies backstage, and Dave Spadaro just walked into the room. John, yeah, how you doing, Dave? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm. It's, it's interesting. You know, I've just done this. I literally just came from the office, Novacare Complex, and I was online. I was doing this Reddit AMA, which you guys, of course, know what that is, right? Absolutely. Ask not. me anything. Okay, yes. The, all the kids are doing of course, it these days. All the Tom. kids. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we just say I, that this is a podcast for yeah. a white guy? Well, <laughs> we are, we are all the same age. We are That's the right. same graduate age. high school, the exact same year. We won't tell that year. Yeah. And and, uh, and the level of, like, fan angst is so high. It went from hmm. Eagles are never going to lose a game to why can't they run the football? Why don't we have more defensive tackles? What's going on with all the injuries? So I feel like I'm now in football season. Yes, because I, I heard it this morning on talk radio. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's been in the and I love it, but it like you just kind of want to go, hey, man, just take a step back. We just lost a game. By four points 
on the road in Atlanta with three of our best offensive and players And Nelson Aguilar out. missed that one catch, Wide and that's open. all they focus yeah. on that. And yeah. yet he also saved, if, if they came back to win, Nelson Aguilar would be the stud because he made that great catch on fourth down. Well, <laughs> here's the problem, Dave. That mentality sometimes creeps into the baseball world. And, and so when we lose a game and there are 162 of them, people have that same reaction. Whereas in football, okay, it's one game. you got a week to kind of get it all out. But in baseball, you know, you, you got to be a little bit more steady. And I think what's cool about that is, and we all say this because we appreciate Philadelphia and we appreciate the fans' passion. Right. And it's because different. we've been there as fans. Yeah, and it's, we're still fans, but we're, it's right. different than many cities where they don't give a darn after you lose a couple games. When you work on the team side, you have to be able to process all of that frustration and move through it and focus on your work. Because after an Eagles game on Sunday, win or lose, we come in on Monday and you have the same amount of work to do. You've got to get through all of your projects and you can't wallow in a loss or celebrate a victory. And with you guys, I imagine you're working all day, like you got a night game, you lose one at the, at the end, and you're so down, but you have to process it so quickly. Next day, yep. Do because you have, to have a, you have to have a happy face greeting the fans the next day. Yeah, and uh, well, and what you do too, Dave, I mean, uh, we were calling you Eagles Insider. I mean, is that your job title? Can you give us yeah. just a just a <laughs> taste of, of either what your real title is? Or no, that is also, my real title. Yeah, yeah. And, it's and, so nebulous, right? It's like, yeah. what is that? Well, it's like John over here. Well, Mr. Hey, I'm trying to funny games. <laughs> I, know, I still it. don't know what that is. <laughs> well, you like, you, you, what, what that is is the greatest <laughs> title in the history of, of, of professional Dave, I've heard people say, sports. oh, yeah, he's director of funny games. He's in charge of all the games out there in uh, the yard and the hot dog launcher. Yeah, I've logical. heard that I'm in charge of the fanatic. I've yeah. heard. <laughs> logical. Logical. My job is yes. to honestly, like in, in, in every way, as the in the 30 years I've been doing this, as the world of media has changed so much, is take the Eagles message and communicate it to the fans, and and literally like just feed the beast. I mean, the, we have so many Eagles fans around the world. We've got the moniker Eagles everywhere. You know, we have 10 million fans out there, and they want to feed their insatiable appetite for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, in every form of media. My job is to communicate with the fans, get the message out from the organization, and kind of honestly, like in, a, in layman's terms, kill time until game day on Sundays. And you know what's interesting with your job, and you were almost a uh, pioneer in the sense that you know, in the past, it was it was the outside media that dictated the news and the timing of the news um, and the message itself. And the fact that you were involved in your job right when the Internet exploded. Yeah. So in a sense, you were almost the first one as far as having the team dictate the message, yeah, get abs- the message out. That, that, that's true, and, and it was really beneficial to the team, A, to get the message out. And then the fans, the fans want access, as much access as they can. So we were really early on exploring every way to give access whether it was live press conferences live you know uh post-game interviews whatever it was live shows every day that's what the fans wanted and it got dicey at times i mean we've had some way back when a player we didn't edit out a player who was naked behind the camera you know was in the cameras so we got a lot of attention for that but yeah we were really on the cutting edge jeffrey Lurie's and joe banner at the time always really supportive of that of making sure that the fans felt as connected as they possibly could be to a football team which unlike baseball only has 16 games one a week there's a lot of downtime how do you keep the fans engaged 
throughout the week. And that's what we've done. Now it's obviously changed with all the social media. The Eagles do a great job incorporating all of that social media from a younger person's perspective. It's a young person's world out there. And so what I've done is just kind of keep reinventing myself within the organization and try to stay employed and make myself as valuable as possible. I'm not a big ego guy. I'm just trying to I, – I love being part of the team, as you guys do. We want, we're want we here to win. And anything I can do to help the Eagles, I'm up for doing it. Yeah, how, how awesome is that? And, and a big I think a theme of our podcast, Dave, is, you know, we bring people in here who uh, have – from the area and now are kind of living their dream job. And as I listen to you and I see your passion, it's like, how much are you loving this? Yeah, I mean, I, I really, Tom, I, I kind of, I, I went to college in my high school yearbook. It says, V-O-T-T-O, Voice of the Temple Owls. And that's what, <laughs> I went to Temple and I, I got a job. I didn't care about school for all you parents out there any kid who if your kid's going to school don't care about the grades like get them make them sure they pass nobody's ever asked me for my grades they've only asked me for my experience so the first thing i did i went to wrti radio at temple university i got a job ultimately as the play-by-play voice of temple basketball so i was the voice of the temple owls and then i wanted to be in the philadelphia media and immediately went to Westchester, my hometown, got a job with the hometown newspaper, commuted back and forth from Temple to Westchester. At one point, I worked... Wait, but there's another lesson there, too. Didn't someone ask you, have you ever covered sports? And you and hadn't. Yeah, but and you I had, said but I yes. Yeah. And nice. then you just did it. And so did parents it. out there, yeah, if your kid wants a job, <laughs> lie. Fake it. Well, the, kid, the kids already know that. Fake it till you make it. Uh, nice. Right? Yes. And, uh, yes. And so I was able... To, I, like, I, I knew that I could write, and I did it well. And so, yeah, I, I feel like I'm in a dream job, Tom. If you... When you were a 10-year-old kid, and you're growing up, you know, outside of Philadelphia, right around in the area. If there was one team that you wanted to work for your whole life, who would have mm. been? If ten you- years old. Well, I think at ten years old, I thought I was still going to be a professional athlete. Okay, we all did, right? Yeah, yeah, and then, then you get but to what your, sport? Like you know, basketball was, was my favorite basketball. sport. So yeah. were you a Sixers fan? Huge. And of course, fan. that was the Doc years. Doc years. Doc George McGinnis, World Be Free, Daryl Dawkins, all the transformation of that team into a yes. into a world championship team. Of course, the Eagles were right there. Phillies were right there flyers not as much Mm -hmm. but back then like in 1980 of course when i was 15 all of the teams were really good it was it was a time where and we we you know our formative years in the philadelphia area are very much dictated by the success of our sports teams and we were all fortunate to go through era where for the most part there was some success from all four teams wasn't it tom what was yours if if you're flipping that question back to you it was sixers uh in 83 you know that whole team now it it was the Sixers. They were my number one. Yeah, and, and my dad was season ticket holders for the uh, Eagles, so I went, So mine would have been Eagles. Isn't that Eagles. funny? Yeah. yeah. So but I would say I like playing baseball more than any of those sports yeah. as a kid. I wanted to be a professional baseball player, obviously – learned early on that you know when I first when I saw that first curveball that was <laughs> that, that, was that, that was an indication I kept playing but I wasn't going pro yeah and you and the fact is we love all four sports teams. Yes. I hate I was a you know Sixers I'd say number one but we still went spent a lot of time at the right. Fed obviously going to Phillies games Eagles games um uh when you hear that uh Dave, you know, we, we always hear, oh, it's an Eagles town or it's a Phillies town. Does, he, does that rile you up? I kind of – I never really understand I that. Will be, I, will, I will profess this, uh, this that I've never said before. So Eagles go through that period of time in the 2000s where we closed but never got there, went to the Super Bowl. You know, it was really – it was fans – I mean, I remember one time we lost in the NFC Championship game. The next day, for some reason, I was driving Swoop's van, and somebody pulled up next to me and gave me the finger. <laughs> and uh, – 
uh, and then when the, when the Phillies won the World Series, while I was rooting for the World Series for the Phillies, I was jealous because yeah. we I heard so much. Well, the Phillies are the Phillies mm-hmm. are the true gold standard. The Eagles aren't the gold standard, and so the fans created like this nasty, and I kind of think it's formed by the media, but it, a nasty rivalry. Mm-hmm. Phillies and Eagles. I believe that this is a sports town. Right. And that if your team is playing well, you are going to get a ton of positive attention. If your team is not doing well, and what makes Philadelphia such a great sports town, the fans aren't going to go away and they're not going to be quiet. They're going to complain about this lack of success. And that's what makes Philly such a great time. And, and, and I, I, such get a great asked, town. I get sure. a lot of the questions we all do that, you know, who are your big rivals? Are the Eagles your big rival? And I said, no, our big rivals is sure uh, malls, uh, restaurants. It could be anything, you know, it's anything for the discretionary entertainment dollar. Uh, so it's not that, in fact, we're, we ba- barely overlap with football a little bit in September. We barely overlap, overlap with basketball and hockey. Again, we're competing against really the shore and board. You know. Yeah, and I think you're competing. We, we compete against ourselves. I mean, we compete against wins and losses. When the right. Eagles are winning, fans are coming and they're buying and they're totally engaged. Right. When the Eagles are losing, the fans are coming. They're engaged. They're pissed off. They're probably not buying the dis- using the discretionary income right. for jerseys and so forth. But they're still tuned into the football team. The last period of time where there was that you know that kind of uh, lull in the in the intensity was in the last year of the Chip Kelly era. And fortunately, Jeffrey Lurie pulled the plug on that fraud head coach. And that during that time, though, you know those games we'd take a fourteen nothing lead. By the end of the third quarter, it was thirty two to fourteen, and Lincoln Financial Field was emptying out. And Jeffrey saw that, and he saw that the fans did not believe in the head coach. He talked to the locker room. He found that the players did not believe in the head coach, and he made the change. But otherwise, it's been gung ho. Let's win a game. All right, I've mm-hmm. got a couple quick questions for you. These will be yep. quick firing ones. Okay, Ready? cool. Uh, these are involving Eagles personalities, okay? okay. Players, mm-hmm. okay? Who is the uh, your favorite from a personality from covering uh, the most dynamic player you've ever covered? John Dornboss, the Magic Man, by far uh, understood the world. His father killed his mother when he was a young boy. Uh, he, you know, he faked his way into college to get a scholarship. He made himself into a Pro Bowl long snapper. He understood the relationship with the fans. The organization asked him to do everything. Magic shows. Hey, I've got people coming in. Can you? And he did everything. Yes, 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 yes. The success that he's having now, I'm so thrilled for it. So awesome. John Dornbaus, number one. Who is the funniest player you've ever dealt with? The funniest? Jerome Brown was really funny, but kind of in a nasty way. And I was younger then. Uh, funniest guy. You know, I'll give you Reggie White back in the day. Nice. Reggie White did a lot of pranks. Uh, uh, the preacher man. The preacher, he right. would always He would always like, Spadero, I got a phone call for you. And I'd pick up the phone and there'd be like shaving cream all over it. Like silly <laughs> stuff like that. But he was a closet funny guy. Um, Funny, 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 funny. Yeah, that's, that's all right. We'll go with that. Not a whole lot of who, humor. Who were you closest to as a, as more – who's the closest to as – who would be a friend? Uh, Troy Vincent and I were really close and still stay close. Ike Reese and I are very close. Um, during his playing days, I remember as a rookie, he came out with me and we did a Habitat for Humanity event. And uh, from that day on, you know, I just latched on to Ike's story, came from a really tough background in Ohio, Cincinnati. And uh, and I'm so glad to see that he stayed in Philadelphia and doing great and doing great. All right. Last question is, who is the most intimidating from a media from from putting your media hat on? player who was the most that when you went to his locker to, to interview him or to talk mm-hmm. to him who who did you have a little trepidation going up there 
Hmm, that's a good question. I'm thinking like, did you cover Seth? You covered Seth Joyner. Yeah, Seth was fine. But Seth, Seth looks like that intimidating yeah, guy, Yeah, but that's right? the way he is. Seth just looks like he's pissed off all the time because he pretty much is. Right. But it's not directed toward me. I, I had a weird experience I remember way back when with Eric Allen. He got up my ass once. Actually, once, like three days before I got married, I had written something about Tim Harris, who was a defensive end, uh, who was like really erratic guy, and I referred to him as like a powder keg waiting to explode, which I wish I had, you know, thought more deeply about that. And he, three days before I got married, he was all over me, pointing fingers in my chest, like, you don't belong here, you da 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 And I would say that that was the only real confrontation And you gotta think I about that, had. because you're you're almost I'm, like I'm Scott, part of the team. Yeah, you're part of the team. So when you say something, you, you're in the locker room. Back then, All of I the beat writers are in the locker room, but you're in the locker room, and you're representing the Eagles as well. Yeah. So you've got kind of that fine balance you gotta... Back then, it was Eagles Digest, so I was an employee of the, of the publishing company in Miami, not an employee directly of the team. So I had a little bit more, and I was younger, and dumb and more more willing to kind of just cross the line. But uh, so then I, I would never say something like that. Now, I've obviously matured, and you learn to massage the words a lot differently. Nice. But you try to be, you know, you, you, I, being part of the team is one thing. So you've got to retain credibility with the fans mm -hmm. sure. who think you're nothing but a homer. And then you've got to make sure that you're critical but in a – in a professional way so that the team doesn't say, hey, man, what are you doing? You're criticizing the team. We get enough of this from the outside. And you can't think about the media as well because you're going to catch uh, a lot of flack from the media saying, oh, he's just a homer. And he's I just got, I got yeah, even, even as recently as like uh, just before the season, we had a Carson Wentz availability. All the beat writers. Now, I'm there every day. I'm a beat writer. I, I'm putting out con – I'm a journalist, okay? We have – the definition of a journalist is – uh, creating content for a mass audience and they invited the beat writers to this Carson Wentz uh, preseason you know pre-regular season press briefing and I walked in and one of the reporters said oh this is for journalists and I was like oh, you know brother. F you like I just was pissed it was a Saturday hadn't had a day I was like F you you're just a hack you know and a guy that I've known for a long time and then he complained to the team that they let a team employee into this oh brother and like and so I told him to F off. Like, I haven't talked to him since then, and I have no plans to talk to him. And I'm, it's just ridiculous. It's yeah. very petty, uh, professional, grown men who act like little boys sometimes. <laughs> We're all trying to do our jobs. Don't get in my way. Hey, speaking of little, acting like little boys, we've got to talk about the Super Bowl. Okay. Where were you when that pass dropped incomplete? And time ran out, and the Eagles had won. Uh, in the press box, in the end zone, and I wrote the worst story ever. <laughs> just blocked. I was kind of writing running story the last after the Derek Barnett sack, after the Derek Barnett fumble recovery. I just wrote running. This is how I feel. Oh my God, the Eagles could possibly win this game. They dropped the pass. <laughs> I finished my story. I put my laptop in my backpack. I ran down to the field, and I didn't take my camera out and film everything. Mm. I just wanted because I wanted to remember it all, mm. and Good. all the confetti. You know, half an hour, 35, 40 minutes afterward, hugging everybody, uh, go into the locker room, and then the moment comes, and you guys have experienced this, they hand you the trophy. Mm -hmm. Somehow, somebody just handed me the trophy, and this is what I've been dreaming of my entire life, the trophy, and I'm like blanking out, what am I doing? I'm posing, holding, and then I remembered I wanted to kiss the trophy. Like That was what my, my dream was always, to kiss the Lombardi trophy, and I kissed it like it was the most beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> somebody got a picture of that? Oh, yeah, I've got the picture of that. Nice. And, uh, 
uh, and then you know we get home and it's incredible. And then Wednesday night they tell me that I'm emceeing, emceeing the parade. The parade. Yeah. And because I for, I'd not thought that 80 other guys had kissed the trophy, <laughs> I was by Wednesday night I was so sick that for the for the parade of champions I was. Medic so heavily medicated up, and people were throwing beers at us. Right. Uh, actually, they were throwing beers to us. I thought they were throwing beers at us. I didn't know what they were doing, and they were like one hit Howie in the face, and one exploded on my jacket, and like it was crazy. But it was, I mean, as you guys, like, yeah. you, you, you know, something you never, ever, ever, I, I, ever I always forget. say when people say what was the parade like, I, I always say it was like we liberated France. People were were climbing out of windows. People were hoisting cases of beer and bottles of bourbon, and they're like, oh, the people are crying. And, so what was your route though? You guys. Yeah, we here. went a different route. We were we started down on Delaware Avenue, way. and okay. we came up Spring Garden, and then came around. You guys obviously we came down Broad Street, and then came up Broad Street. Yeah. Came up, up, came Broad, up Broad, Street. Broad Street. Sorry, all the um, way to the Museum of Art. Used the Parkway. So it was it was oh. stretched more stretched out. Uh, I think with ours, there was more of a concentration certainly on Broad Street there, where people were just and people were crammed in, obviously for the Eagles. But to, it, it was smart of the Eagles to even lengthen it so more people could you know access it. Was it. So we, yeah. it was so I was on the on the first bus with Doug and Jeff because we were doing a little media and the quarterbacks and we had the Lombardi trophy and so we started we're like okay we'll just pass the trophy around it'll be great we passed the trophy around like five times before we got to Broaden, Oregon right. it was so long and yeah. incredible and the noise was deafening and man I would love to do that again did you know that uh, you know when, when it came time to emceeing the event did you know Jason Kelsey was going to do what he was going to do well we, we didn't I, I mean there wasn't very much of a there wasn't a lot of uh, script to be honest with you we, it was really thrown together as you can imagine you don't prepare for it because you find if if you prepare for it then then it leaks out to the media then it becomes bulletin board material so we were meeting we all met at lincoln financial field at 8 a.m and kelsey walks in <laughs> with bo allen bo allen was dressed as like you know kid rock or whatever he was wearing all the america red white and blue and kelsey walks in as a mummer they're each carrying a 30 pack of beer we knew something was happening oh, boy. <laughs> we knew something was happening. but it was it was i mean did you know that that uh, chase Utley was gonna no. go off N- no yeah. idea yeah where were you guys for the parade uh, I was with my friend, the fanatic, watching the game, and uh, he. Uh, the, we uh, there's a video that you know kind of went viral. The fanatic at my brother's house uh, going nuts. Oh, when, you weren't at the, the, the fanatic. Was no, it? I wasn't at the. Oh, as far as the parade. The parade. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of uh, when the game, the game. ended. Uh, yeah, the parade. Yeah, I was right in front of the free library with my whole family. Yeah. Oh, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, that's that awesome. awesome. And yep. I was actually the, I was part of the PR department, so I was on one of the floats. There's three floats with players. And I remember, I think Matt Stairs brought a case of beer. Are oh, you talking about our parade or yeah, your parade? Your parade. Yeah, not say, our parade. Your parade. You weren't sitting with your yeah, brothers yeah, at no, our I was parade. Say, what's going on here? No, I was. That was. Eagle. Didn't you have to hold the fanatic's hand? <laughs> 2008. Yeah. No, the, I was with the fanatic. <laughs> yes, I was with the fanatic on that lead truck, and the fanatic was on top of his perch for three and a half hours with the best view in the house. He must have been yeah. exhausted. He was really exhausted. He took a shower. Uh, he, he took a one-hour uh, shower uh, when he got to sit in the bank park, and uh, we finally arrived. And then you yeah, like you're like you're, you're trying to dry off the uh, the costume so that when he gets back in it, what costume? Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. That's, right. Oops, that's you're right. My, right, right. It was a great day. So uh, we're we're that's right, Rob. Sorry. <laughs> oh, John, I see you uh, picking up some well, uh, papers over there. Uh, no, I, I have got a little paper because I read an article back in 2017 on Dave Spadaro, and I love oh. this quote. It says fans are magnetically drawn to Spadaro, a visually striking man. I know that was who over crazy. the past 20 years has become one of the most recognizable faces in the Eagles <laughs> ecosystem. How about that? I, I I have that framed in my house <laughs> under glass. Visually actually, striking man. I actually stopped reading that article. I was embarrassed. I, I don't I don't 
I don't accept praise very well. So I uh, I felt that I cursed too much in that article. It was, otherwise, it was a very complimentary article. Yeah, says, but uncomfortable that I'm fans visually want to striking. Be Spadaro, yeah. who can blame them? Yeah, I, right I, right? I couldn't even. Yeah, that's. Hey, I you're living your dream, yeah, Dave. Man. It's it's. I'm very very happy, Tom. Very awesome. blessed. Uh, very appreciative. Never, I'll never stop working hard, and you know, hopefully the Eagles will continue to have success, and we'll reward these great fans again with a Super Bowl. Nice. All right. So nice. before we get to the quiz, what is your prediction for the rest of the year for the fight? Yeah, I mean, we got to get, we got, got to get healthy here. Um, a lot of injuries, a lot of question marks uh, with our wide receivers. Our defensive tackles have been really beaten up. So uh, I think we'll win a lot of games. I think we'll be in the playoffs, and if we can, if we can have a, a team that peaks, I, I think we're going to be right there at the end. I, Amen. I feel like we're going to be a, a really good team to the end. Losing in Atlanta, as we did in mm. week two, was painful, but the way the team fought through everything was really uh, was really good to see. Totally agree. Yeah. I mean, Carson uh, laid it out. Their whole team, I and mean, with all those injuries, they were right there in the end. Probably should have won the game, but and could have on should've, a couple of It would have been a steal. Yep. I felt it would have been yep. stealing the yep. win. Yep. And But I'm, just, I'm excited. Look, I'm, this is a huge week. Philly's got to finish strong here, get into the postseason, and you never know what's going to happen. Right on. You so. know what? I said that was the last question. I got one more question for you. Sure. You must get this all the time. Do you get fans coming up to you and saying, "Hey, Dave, are they going to? Are they going? Is the game plan this week going to be uh, focusing on Sp- or on Sproles? Because I've got Sproles in my fantasy team, and I'm wondering <laughs> whether fantasy. to start him or not. Right? Do time. you get the fantasy all, questions? Oh my gosh, all the time. And I don't even know. I, I sucked at fantasy football, and I, I bailed out on fantasy football. And so I feel it's very it's such an important part of people's lives, too. It's like right. you don't take that question lightly because people put so much into their fantasy football teams. Yeah. My advice would be don't play Darren Sproles in fantasy football. <laughs> lay, lay your odds on Miles Sanders as the Eagles running back this season. Well, or, He will develop here. Hey, and I think Aguilar could be a good, uh, good pick this week. Yeah, he could be. I mean, I just hope we can get somebody back against the Lions. It's going to be an ugly, tough physical game. Yep. They're pretty good. All right. Are you yes. ready for the quiz? The quiz, yes. How many questions, John? Uh, eight questions. Eight questions. Eight like we wow. always do. Okay. And we want him to f- – five would be almost a C plus. A six would be like a B. Uh, well, he's got to get six to eight to win the free tickets to Fan Appreciation Day this Sunday – or next Sunday, the 29th of September. Well, I think Dave will We're be – We're off that weekend. Nope. That's oh. the uh, – that's the, we play uh, Detroit on Sunday and then Green Bay on Thursday. Oh. Yeah. So let's do it. There all, right. Fan all right, Dave, Here you we can go. come to Fan for, Appreciation right. Day right. for free. Okay, great. For free. Right, but yes. I've got to get what's When's the last time you bought a ticket, Dave? Come on. <laughs> I have bought a ticket, actually, in the last decade or so. And by yeah. the way, I don't know if you know this, too, before we get to the quiz. Dave is an accomplished tennis player. I am an oh. accomplished tennis player. Did you player know that? Tonight. No. Yeah. yeah. I, my my I, nationals team two years ago, three years ago, we went to nationals. We finished second in the in the country, four zero level. Then I got bumped up to four five, and then yeah. I was like, I don't feel like playing this much tennis. And you still play a lot. I play, I play a lot of tennis. Yeah, yeah. good for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah awesome. I, I, I think I told you I played with Sal uh, Palantonio and uh, John Sal Clark this summer, which is a lot of fun. Johnny uh, Clark is a great player. Uh, Sal's a fantastic player. Uh, they both love the game. They both pre- they both um, they approach it in different <laughs> they manners. Do. Sal is very intense. Sal's very intense. Very John's intense. like got a great per, you know great demeanor about his game. Yeah, I didn't know whether I liked uh, playing with Sal better or playing against him. It was <laughs> it's very intimidating it's to play same. with. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yes. All right, here we go. <laughs> you got to get six out of eight, and I think you're going to do it. Okay. And this quiz, Dave, is. Uh, is all about you know it's almost your life right okay. so oh, it's my life okay. so it should be it should be fairly easy ready all right all right name the celebrity that did not graduate from Westchester Henderson okay 
We have John Matlack, his former MLB pitcher. He was Westchester High back then, but go ahead. Right, we're the same okay. kind of. Yeah, okay. Uh, David Rodriguez, U.S. Army General, commander of U.S. Africa Command. Okay. Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy on the TV ads, and Aquaria, winner of RuPaul's Drag Race season ten. One of them did not graduate from Westchester Henderson. I will say Rodriguez. No, oh. it's Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy on the TV ads. Mike, <laughs> Mike's from Minnesota. <laughs> you know what? When I was doing no this idea. quiz, how'd you come up with that name? When I was doing the quiz, I saw the My Pillow ad, and I said, you know what? I got to throw Mike Lindell in there. <laughs> I apologize to Westchester Henderson. MyPillow.com. Right? Okay. All right. All right. There you it. have it. All right. All right. Name the celebrity that did not go to Temple University. This will be easier. Okay. That did not go to Temple University. Daryl Hall from Hall Notes, Soupy Sales, actor comedian. ESPN's Kevin Nagandi or Diplo, who's uh, who we just had in concert think, here I, about I think, a month ago. I think Diplo did, and I think I know uh, Nagandi did. So um, now it's between Daryl Hall and Soupy Sales, and then you're. I thought Daryl, Daryl, and John. I think John Oates went to Temple. I think they both went to Temple, so I'll go with Soupy Sales. <laughs> Soupy Sales is correct. And if you, you obviously don't, we bring up Soupy Sales. He's part of every one of our quizzes. So uh, there you have it. That's funny. Do you still live in Brewerytown? Yes. Okay. So this is uh, uh, a Brewerytown question. So which of these brewers, breweries, did not ever operate in Brewerytown? In fact, one's a fake one. Okay. Okay. Three are real that did operate at one point or currently in Brewerytown. One did not. All right. A, J&P Baltz Brewing Company. Okay, they did. B, Am, uh, Amolt and Schaefer Brewing Company. C, Keystone State Brewery. D, Mailer and Satin Brewery. Oh, my gosh. I'll go with B. You want to go with B? I have no... Wait, wanna... wait, 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 wait. Let me think about this. So, uh, <laughs> Keystone two, two, State two, is... Two of them are, best, are, are good friends of the fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> So you got J.P. Baltz, you got Amelie Schaefer. J.P. Baltz is a, real, is a real brewer. Keystone State Brewery and That's Mailer and Satin Brewery. Mailer and Satin. I've never heard of Mailer and Satin. <laughs> it's yeah. Mailer and Satin. That's the one. Right. That is yes, the one. They okay. are the two uh, good, other good friends of the fanatic. All right, you're okay. two for three. Okay. In your first visit to the Eagles locker room as a reporter, what were you wearing? A, uh, a Harold Carmichael jersey. B, a pink Izod polo shirt. <laughs> C, Delta Tau Delta fraternity t-shirt. D, a Journey concert t-shirt. <laughs> I've never worn a pink uh, Izod, nor have I ever worn a Journey concert, but I have seen Journey in concert. Have you worn a Harold Carmichael jersey? I've never like? worn a her- The only jersey I have is a uh, a Woody Peoples jersey in oh, my Woody closet. Peoples. Yeah, so bizarre. Uh, uh, it was the Delta Tau Delta. It's actually a, a more than a t-shirt. And then Angelo Cataldi jumped all over my right. my case for, for being so unprofessional. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> yes. You didn't, have a, you didn't have a Joe Lavender jersey? I don't have the Big Bird jersey, no. Okay. No. All right. Very good. You're three for four. Okay. All right. Uh, who leads the Eagles this year in tackles? Okay. This could be. This is either assisted tackles or, or solo tackles uh, combined. Uh, a, Nigel Bradham. B, Zach Brown. C, Rodney McLeod, UVA. D, Ronald Darby. Just had to throw a little gratuitous UVA on there. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to go with um, uh, Zach Brown. Uh, and Zach Brown is third. Nigel Bradham. <laughs> Nigel Brown. Okay. That's 11. All right, so that was a tough way, one. Way to stay up. That should be the easiest one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm three out of five. Okay, i got to be perfect. So you got to get the next three. Okay. All right. Uh, this is a, this That's a cool poster right there, by the way, with one? Bill Campbell. Yeah. Uh, Richie Ashburn and Bison. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Yeah, this Valentine is a great booth. beer. Yeah, love this booth. Right, this is a tough one right okay. here. Who leads? This is a Phillies. They're one. all tough. Who leads the Phillies in triples this year? 
Cesar Hernandez. You can get a lifeline on this one, too, by the way. I'm going to okay. give you a lifeline. Okay. Rob, Rob or, or Tom. Who leads the Phillies in triples? Is it Cesar Hernandez, Scott Kingery, Gene Segura, or Reese Hoskins? Um, I'm going to do a lifeline with Rob Brooks. Rob Brooks? Uh-oh. Rob know Brooks either. on the spot. What oh, do you know? You can't Google it either. No Googling. I, I would say Kingery, but I don't know. Lifeline. Rob Brooks? Give him a lifeline. Tom Burgoyne? I'd say Hernandez. You going Hernandez? Rob, you going Hernandez? You don't know either. You guys don't know either. That makes me feel so That's much better. That's horrible. These guys, who do you work for? Exactly. I know Fan Appreciation Day is next Sunday. <laughs> it's Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins. All right. If you I'm get, Hoskins? If you get the next two, Jeez. if you get the next if you get two, the next you get your two. tickets. Yeah, you right? That was a tough one. You're getting no help from these guys. No problem. What was the Eagles' first season in the NFL? 1933. I didn't even have to go to the Bang. multiple choice. There it is. Nicely done. And then the last question <laughs> is, this is, I think this is a pretty good one. In 2001, the Eagles selected Freddie Mitchell with their first-round pick, number 25 overall. Which of these receivers was not drafted after Freddie, was drafted before Freddie? Okay. So there was, one of them was drafted before Freddie. The other three were drafted after, after Freddie. So you got Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson, Steve Smith, Santana Moss, Reggie Wayne. Now, they were all in the same draft. Reggie Wayne was still three, on the board. Three of them, three of them were after... Three of them were after oh, okay. Freddie. One of them was before Freddie. Okay, one more. Ocho was a second Ocho round Cinco, pick. Ocho Yeah. Steve Smith, uh, Carolina. Santana Moss and Reggie Wayne. I think Santana Moss was taken before. Santana Moss is correct with a yeah. 16th pick Bang. in the draft. So I only got Dave's five Benero, out of eight. I only got you five won eight. fan appreciation <laughs> tickets. Oh, you got the fan Sunday. Woo! Hey, September 29th. We're giving away a car. You might win a car, too. Uh, you never know. Toyota if I had gotten seven out of eight, then I would be thinking about the car. <laughs> Jeez. And, so I, I, and I'm it. sorry you got no help from the Phillies. Uh, yeah. Rob, I don't know. But I don't know who. Going. I don't know who has the most tackles for the Eagles, and you guys don't know who has the most triples <laughs> for the Phillies. Yeah. Reese Hoskins. I was. How, gonna, how many does he have? He has five. Five wow. triples for Reese. He yeah. runs that well, huh? First baseman. How yeah, many first basemen have ever led their team in yeah, right. in triples? You're exactly right. Uh, well, Pete Rose probably had some triples when he was playing for us first yep. base. You uh, think so? Yeah. Well, he wasn't the fastest, he wasn't the fastest guy. guy. He was a good, very, he's a very sharp base runner. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I remember when my daughter played softball in you know middle school or in high school, middle school, and I saw uh, uh, um, Bryce Harper run the bases for, when he played for Washington, and I'm like Julia. Watch this video. This is the mm. way you run the base. That mm. the way that of all of his talents, and there, it's ever, the outfield, the way he swings the bat, the eye, the great eye discipline at the at the plate. The way he runs the bases is something that I think that I enjoy watching more than anything. Yeah. I love the way that guy very runs Chase the bases. Very Chase like you know, just, very uh, much very so. smart. Gets to you know, takes and the even extra he, bag. he'll he'll yep. get thrown out every now and then. That's yep. aggressive, but he's very aggressive. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great purpose. It's just it, look, you're gonna finish strong. I've said this for weeks and weeks. When I came to the Phillies game a couple of uh, last week with Cindy Webster, um, I said to some guys, "They're going to make the team," and everybody's like, "Oh, you're so optimistic." I'm like, "What? The? They're going to make the Phillies? They're going to make the playoffs?" You just got to get on a little run here. Yeah, you need yep. a run. A little yeah. run. All right, Dave. Before we let you go, how can fans follow you? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Eagles Insider, and then I do a podcast. The Eagles Insider podcast is on iTunes. It's on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, and I've now just been. Um, uh, made that little blue check, which makes you authentic or certified on Instagram, the Eagles Insider. So let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Big shot. T H E E A G. All you have to do is, all you have to do is, it's your podcast picture up at the palm. No. No. But you know whose is? 
Backstage, we're on the wall. How's that happen? We're on the wall. Well, yeah, we got a big podcast there working there, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna subscribe to it right now. I'm gonna go to my. Wait, let me go to my little. It's free. It's it's got a green check. It's a green check. I think it's got a green check. How long have you been doing a podcast? This is our second year. Okay. As you can tell by our. This is what podcasts are. It's just a couple of guys. Exactly right. BSing. It's fantastic. We've been telling the same stories for 25 years. We said let's take it to tape. All right. What's it called again? Backstage with Burgoyne and Bridge. Or Philly's Backstage. It has a couple different names. Yeah, and you can get on iTunes. There it is. Okay, I'm going to look at it. Rob, thanks for coming in and uh, early in the morning. And, uh, you know, we had to wake you up to be here. We usually do these in the afternoon. But here you are, early in the morning. Thanks, Rob. Dave, thanks Rob's for coming. Thank you, guys. Thanks for it coming in. It was really in. fun. You thanks, know, thank you. Appreciate it. John, thank you. It was great. We're all pulling for the Eagles, we're, of course. We're all pulling for the Phillies. And it's going to be awesome. a, a, many, many great – here we go. Many, many great seasons ahead. For all of us. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. Thanks, uh, guys. Th- thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, we will see you at the ballpark. <laughs>